Hello and welcome back. This is Penny Sansbury and Amy Cornell. This is the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. We're so excited to be back. We get some great feedback on our shows. We always love getting emails from listeners and ideas and show feedback and things like that. So our our contact information is always in the show notes. We also appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And I want to remind you, if you're listening to this, um, if you're if you're listening to the show in May when the show is airing, we do special monthly promos, which are also in the show notes. And I'm not sure exactly what it is um, for May because I Amy plans all those out. So she'll. she'll She'll add something really wonderful to the show. Right. Notes or, it's or, a surprise to all of us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's really interesting about the show is that we've just gotten, I mean, we've just getting some really great, I'm so excited that we've been doing this work well into our second year. And um, we've got some really great reviews on Amazon. And we are, when you search book marketing on Apple podcasts, we are number two. We are the second we are Ooh. in the second slot. Yeah, I know. We've sat at the number five spot for a while, but we're really, really excited. So anyway, enough about us. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I love Cinco de Mayo. Um, I do live in Southern California. So we are, we have some of the best Mexican food ever. Uh, I, you're all welcome to write me and dispute that, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's fabulous. So very happy Cinco de Mayo, at least wherever you are listening to this, raise a, uh, raise a glass of, uh, raise a margarita, um, because it's definitely a fun day to do that. So one, so, okay. What, the reason that we wanted to do this show is because as a marketing company, we are on the front lines in terms of wanting to help authors take advantage of every promotional and branding opportunity that makes sense for their books. And let me add to that before I turn this over to Amy. Um, I talk to a lot of authors every day who are, many of whom are in um, a quandary about their publisher or they're having challenges with their publisher, challenges with their publisher, excuse me, or whatever. Right. Exactly. Like we legitimately don't have a horse in the race in terms of how you publish or who you publish with that really, you know, technically neither here nor there for us, but we know firsthand the challenges that authors face. Like Penny said, when she chats with them because of various publisher restrictions. So many are common. Uh, Some of the questions that, that Penny gets are a little less common. Uh, Some of the challenges that authors run into, depending on the publisher But the reality is, you know, we continue to get a lot of authors coming to us in an effort to find a loophole, more or less, to some of these restrictions that they find out after the fact that that they're kind of stuck with due to the publisher they chose or the process that they chose. And so that's, you know, like Penny said, that was kind of our motivation for this kind of shedding some light on, you know, proactively for some of you that haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what the whole point of this show and something that I'm always a fan of saying is knowledge is power. So understanding the real differences between what you get with a publisher or publishing service service company versus choosing to self-publish. And 
really discussing the differences and all the publishing options could be an hours long conversation. And that's not really what we're here to do, but we do have a lot of other content um, and we have a lot of other content, excuse me, out there on um, services and things like that in terms of what publishers off as um, um, offer. In fact, we'll put a link to a piece that we recently did in the show notes of this podcast. What we really want to focus on are some of the common misconceptions that lead to, um, to authors um, to discount self-publishing. So what's happened in the last... I would say five years is there's a, there's a proliferation of both hybrid publishers and boutique publishers, and they are out there getting, you know, getting some real estate, putting out some books. Some are very, very good. Some are not so good. And that's really where some of the issues are that on the, on the, on the not so good side where authors face a lot of issues. Right. I think you make a very good point, Penny, that when you talk about hybrids and boutiques and things like that, I think what authors don't realize is that there are really no rules to what they have to offer or what, you know what I mean? The ex- how extended their services are. So uh-huh. it really varies so much from company to company. So there's not this kind of flat, like if you go with this, this is what you will absolutely get. Like they get to make their own rules and that's where it gets really complex. So To start, I think we also see a lot of confusion about what self-publishing really is also, you know, because when we talk about self-publishing, we really mean like in its purest form, you know, having the book produced yourself, going directly to KDP for Amazon, especially for your ebook at least, or, you know, using your own files and going directly to Apple books, really having your hand in each stage of the process in retaining full ownership over everything that you do. And once you start using a service that takes over any of that work for you, and yes, we realize like that's definitely where the appeal comes from. We get it, especially if you're brand new at this, that puts you down a path where you lose some of your autonomy and control over your work. So even using a site like Ingram Spark creates some limitations, you know, and the reason we mentioned it is because we get authors coming to us all the time that say they're self-publishing with Ingram Spark you know, but the small detail that can make a big difference is they're a self-publishing company. So emphasis on company, emphasis on giving up a little bit of control in exchange for some assistance. And again, we're not saying it's bad, but we are just saying it's important to know where the limitations are in any version that you choose and what that mean, what that leaves you with in regards to your flexibility. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because just yesterday I had a conversation with an author who said to me, I wish I would have known dot, dot, dot. So insert whatever it is around this publishing company. And I hear that a lot from authors. Like, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known. The issue is, is that there's a lot of confusing information out there. And it's not that authors aren't doing their due diligence. Many of them are spending lots and lots of time trying to figure out, you know, who they're going to go with. But it's not... Publishers, sometimes publishers, and we're not necessarily saying like Ingram Spark is very clear about what they are and what they aren't, but that's not always the case with everybody that's out there. And you know what? I get it. I mean, getting help is very appealing, especially when it's your first book or if you're writing a nonfiction book and maybe it's your only book, but that's what I mean about knowledge is power. Um, Maybe a self-publisher, maybe a publisher or self-publishing company 
will suit your goals and needs. But I can tell you that it doesn't always work for a lot of authors' goals. And the bigger problem is, is that they don't realize it. As I mentioned, they don't realize it until it's, you know, until it's too late. Another aspect that often becomes an issue is the pricing, especially promotional pricing. So if you have a publisher or use a self-publishing company, you're putting yourself in a position to ask permission about your pricing. So that would be something if, if you think, oh, you know, I am going to want to run price promotions on your book, ask them how, how you would have to do this and get it in writing, right? So if your book is priced too high, the other, the other side to this is, this outside of promotional pricing, is if your book is priced too high for the genre. I talked to somebody last week. Her ebook is $45, which if your ebook is priced at $45, I expect you to show up at my house, do my laundry and wash my car. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, so um, you want to know who is in control of the pricing because again, you know, I mean, if your ebook is priced at $45, even doing a limited price discount isn't going to help you much, but um, limited time price drops might be part of your promotion. Most of the authors that we work with um, are, you know, want to do this. And to be clear, I'm not saying that they won't do it because they're being mean or rude or just want you or just want to mess with you. But sometimes it's just the structure of the company, right? They're not structured to maintain an ongoing conversation with each of each of their authors to support these kind of variables. So it's good to ask that. And you know, some other things that we're going to cover in this podcast up front. Right, Amy? Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. Those two, like, again, we get that a lot where a book is priced too high or they want to do a limited price. And honestly, they get a little pushback from their publisher or publishing service, because again, like you said, Penny, they're not always set up to just to field those kind of ongoing requests because it is a lot of work. You know, they are, you're expecting them to do something on your behalf when you need it done. And that is very much next level in regards to the kind of service. So in not every company is set up for that. So like you said, it's good to ask these kind of questions in advance. You know, who is my contact? You know, how can I make changes? Is that an option? Like getting those kind of answers. And, you know, and, you know, Penny said, we're not going to, we're not calling somebody out. And it's true. We're not calling anybody out because if any of you have listened long enough, you know, that we do that outright. If we really, if we we're really not thought, subtle is what Amy's trying to say. Right. So if we really thought someone needed to be called out, we would do it. Um, and we're not slamming publishers or self-publishing companies because like Penny said, like they, that really can be a really great option for some authors but we just it's we feel it's important for authors to make informed decisions because this is not a one size fits all industry by any means you know yeah and another area we see a lot of challenges is amazon you know and access to amazon um you know and and if you again this is another one of those if you've been following us for a while we talk about keywords and categories and how much having a really excellent book description is and the cover especially. And, you know, Penny kind of already touched on the fact that, you know, the publishers and self-publishing companies are not always set up to accommodate ongoing changes, updates, and the evolution of your book. And, and that might catch some of you by surprise. 
Um, but that's just the reality. You know, it, it, that is really a next level business structure to be able to take those kind of requests for the life of an author's book. So that's a really important thing to discuss with your publisher. You know, you hired them to set things up for you. They did that. They fulfilled their end of the bargain. And that's the appeal. You know, they got it set up. They took that off your plate. Um, but genres and buyer markets, you know, those are constantly evolving. So your book details, how you present your book to the reader market, uh, even we've talked about before how you can change up your descriptions for different times of the year and around holidays. That can be a really lucrative way to pull in more readers. I mean, we could go on and on about why it's important to be able to help your book evolve over time. And, and that is something that that sometimes authors don't think about when, when they choose a publisher or a self-publishing company simply to offload some of the work. They don't realize that they may be giving up the opportunity to do things for their book down the road that they would like to do. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I think it's really about, I mean, I think that it's, you know, sometimes we get authors who come to us who say, my publisher's being difficult or my publisher's this, my publisher's that. And, and as we mentioned, we are more than willing to call something out if it's, if, it's, if it's worth that. But this isn't really what we're talking about here. We're talking about understanding the structure of how some of these companies work. And the other piece of it is, is that, so for a long time, Amy and I had conversations around Amazon ads. We couldn't do Amazon ads if you were with any, if, if anybody else uploaded your book. So if you were with, you know, Book Baby or you were with Author House Solutions, whatever they're called now, um, or you were with Ingram Spark or whatever, because the company that uploaded the ebook to Amazon essentially owned that page, right? And so you couldn't run Amazon ads. So now that's opened up, that's changed. And I want to do, we want to do, a, I definitely want to do a mini-sode on some of the changes that I'm seeing in Amazon ads now that everybody can do Amazon ads. But, you know, there are things like A-plus content. So Amy does a brilliant job of doing all of our A-plus content. She did it for my book pages. There are some enhancements. And I think part of this is also, because Amazon's also a publisher, I think part of this is also trying to lure more authors into their publishing webs. Oh, this, I don't mean to make them sound evil, but, but you know, because if you publish directly, if you publish your ebook directly with Amazon, it doesn't necessarily refer, refer to your print book, but if you upload your ebook straight to KDP, um, you have access to all the things. And I'm pretty sure Amazon's going to keep adding to that. So there's a little bit of a lure to do that, not to say that you know, if you have your heart set on doing A-plus content, that your publisher couldn't upload that for you. But that's another question to ask. I, I, and I think that one of, the, one of the biggest reasons that I hear authors finding a publisher is so that they can say, I have a publisher. So there's some presumed clout that you get by having a publisher. Um, but I did a call recently with an author um, who was going with a publisher and they admitted that this publisher was just a train wreck. So this wasn't a matter of mismanaged expectations. This was, they, this publisher was disappointing them left and right, whether it was, you know, uh, the cover, not getting the edits back on the book, not getting the cover months and months going without, I mean, it was really bad, like months and months of without having any kind of email correspondence. So this wasn't, 
an expectation. This was the fact that the publisher was not doing a good job. And they were wanting to stay with this publisher because they wanted to have to be able to say that they had a publisher. The reality is this. Having a publisher is not the secret to success, right? Having a publisher is not a shortcut um, to being successful. No more than self-publishing guarantees success, right? It will not guarantee you sales, review, or even media coverage. Because when an author comes to us and says, I have a publisher, I want to, you know, I want big media, like I want Good Morning America, or I want the Today Show, whatever. I have to really spend a little bit of time and investigate the publisher because many times, not that, you know, we we proceed a little bit differently if the, if the book is independently published rather than if there's a traditional publisher that's pushing it into bookstores. It's kind of a different type of a pitch. Um, so it, the idea really is, is that you want a high quality book, a high quality cover. Um, and, you know, if your book, if, if your book resonates with its target market, those sales and reviews will come in, but, um, and the media will come in and the big media will come in, but it's really not like the publisher's not the golden, the Willy Wonka golden ticket. That's a great, <laughs> I like that. And it's so true. You know, I'm going to be captain obvious here and point out what you listed, a quality book, a quality cover, positive word of mouth. Those have so much more to do with your marketing and branding choices and your success than they do with how you chose to publish. You know, that is such a very small element of hopefully the entire life of your book. So, you know, that's why we want authors to understand how important it is to weigh their autonomy and any potential restrictions that come along with getting assistance from a publisher or a self-publishing service before determining what's really in the best interest of both, you know, short and long-term goals. Because, we get it. There's a lot that goes into this process and it is painstaking just to finally get the book out there. So we do understand the appeal of getting as much help as you can along the way. But, you know, like Penny said, just educate yourself and kind of get a feel for the trade-off that put, that could potentially come with that. Yeah. I think that's a very good, it, it, it's, it's a very good way to put it. And you have to understand what you're, you know, everything is a, everything in publishing is a give and take. You have to really understand what you're getting um, for giving up certain things. And maybe, you know, maybe some of it doesn't matter to you and the publisher, but I think the savvy, the smart savvy authors, which we know that you all are, are asking really good questions and making sure that you get all of this stuff in writing, um, making your decision based on your goals for your book and brand a month from now, six months from now, five years from now, because, you know, many times the best decision requires a bit more work for you up front, but will serve you better in the long term, And that's really what we want for all of you. So listen, raise a margarita to the conversation of, of picking a good publisher we hope you have enjoyed the show. This is Penny Sansbury and Amy Cornell. And this is the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Thank you.